Welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases, and it's a very special episode of Splitting Cases. You might say it's a callback to our first episode. Just the two of us, we are on the first night of two About to See You Am I Live. And we're staying at the lovely Beachcomber Hotel, we have a balcony looking over the water. Anyway, why are we here? We're here to see You Am I, and seriously... I remember back to the days when we used to see like four gigs on a tour. Seeing two gigs on this tour is awesome. It's awesome, but it could be awesomer if we went to the third gig. Well, there is the Metro gig on a Wednesday night in Sydney, which is still a possibility. We may be able to do it, I think. Yes. We may be able to. We'll have to see. I really like that. So this is the, the first, I guess, large tour the band's done in a little while. What's got you most excited? Honestly, the fact that UMI brings the two of us together to see multiple gigs in one weekend, that is the fucking best thing. But just hearing them play new stuff, like, I know that it's a huge thing for people like when you go see Ryan Adams to yell out, Summer 69! than it is to yell out Berlin Cheer at a UMI gig. But my God, if they play like two or three tracks from the new record, I'd be so happy. I'm hoping for more than two or three. Well, I'm being I'm being realistic. Like the amount any band, not just UMI, the amount any band can play of a new record on a tour is difficult. I don't know. What's that um, the venue that just relaunched in Melbourne that they played at maybe a month ago? Is it the uh, Croxton? Yeah, I think the Croxton. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that they opened with maybe five songs off the new record or oh, thereabouts. That would be... But awesome. that, I mean, that was before the record came out, so I don't know if that's going to be the, the deal tonight. All right, well, speaking of the fact that we're UMIA sort of obsessive fanboys, and the first episode was the two of us speaking about UMI, how we met our history with the band as fans. Uh, we should sort of almost reset that because there's a new album out, that's the reason that they're touring, that's the reason we're here. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I feel like we need to mishmash this recording into the first one, George Lucas style, <laughs> and we can have the special edition of the first episode of Splitting Cases. CGI imposed Super Tim yeah, Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you think that sounds reasonable? Let's do that right now. <laughs> hey, this is unworld-renowned cult icon Tim Rogers. When I'm not traversing the world stages, doing your landscape gardening, trying to make up with either your boyfriend or your girlfriend, I'm sitting at home drinking a lovely warm Jamison to fill my belly and listening to my favourite podcast in the world, Splitting Cases. They've got a new record out, Porridge and Hot Sauce. A lot of the blogs and the reviews are calling it a return to form, but it's sort of just as good as they've ever been. Like, the last record was really tight. This just might be a little looser, just like it might sound more like four guys in a room. Yeah, I think it probably just sounds maybe more, I don't know, joyous or relaxed in in parts, maybe maybe less self-conscious. Maybe I'm reading into that a little bit. Maybe. Uh, we probably are, but, you know, they recorded in New York. They pretty much had six weeks to get bits and pieces of songs together. And, look, the record does does have a varying lot of styles on it, and it's still sonically consistent. Like, it's it's got Beehive, I reckon, is something that's, like, almost hourly daily esque in its feel. 
but I think Buzz the Boss is like something off Deliverance, One Drink at a Time is almost like something off um, Number Four. There's a lot of different, almost taking influence from themselves. Oh, well, I guess after nine previous albums, there's a lot to, to dig from. My thought was more the fact that, you know, they've just played this uh, anniversary tour where they've played Hi-Fi Way and Hourly Daily in full, plus a smattering of hits at the encore. And surely playing those two albums in full over maybe a period of two or three months, over and over and over again, just must seep into you a little bit. Those rhythms and those... just It's almost like regaining muscle memory in your fingers on the guitar that... I don't know, probably seeps through. Yeah, I was always very curious to go to the next lot of shows after those tours just to to see who turned up. Like, it surprises me that this tour is not a little bit bigger because, like, as far as the venues go, because that tour was so successful and the, the venues were a lot larger um, and all had massive turnouts, it, it really does surprise me. It also had... Okay, A, a lot of marketing behind it. And I don't know what the deal is with management, distribution deals, that kind of thing. But they re-released albums that for more fair-weather fans had been a big part of their teenage years or something like that. Have been, you know, they'd been going to gigs. So they reissued those albums. They had huge marketing. And I don't know, there's something about the, like, the anniversary tour that, in the last 10 years has become a huge thing, you know, like, oh my God, 20th anniversary of where it maybe hasn't gotten so much attention before. But I think what you're referring to is maybe that crossover of fans that haven't been there in a while over the last few records that hopefully would flow over to the next record. But the new record, regardless of what, you know, current opinion, press, whatever, or influence is, it's a strong record. It's really solid. Starts off with Good Advice as the lead single. Super fucking great riffs, rhythm, all of that. It's it's really tight. I think it's fair to say that we're both pretty bankable on buying whatever the new record is, but it really is just a fucking strong record, and I think it's stronger than a lot of people are giving it credit for. Not that I've read any bad reviews, but... Uh, it just it, it kind of amazes me that it's not being noticed more. This is one of those things where it's a band that's been around for a long time and unfortunately the way things are reported and reviewed now is much different to the way that it used to be in that... It's about the story, it's not about, about, the, about the music. Yeah, yeah, it's about the story of what's going on in the album. Oh, my God, they went to NYC. Oh, my God, they had the re- reunion tour. Even we're fucking talking about it. But you know what? It's just four or five guys depending whether Stevie came along, you know, in a room, making a record, they've all got bits of songs, and they're really fucking tight, and they're really solid, and they all really know their shit. Especially, uh, I reckon, you know, Davey has got two songs on this record. Davey, if you don't know, being the guitarist from UMI, who came along around Saturday Night Round 10, the live record, but whose first major appearance was Dress Me Slowly. You know, he's seriously developed some songwriting chops from his days in the pitches, which was great as a band, but his last record, Eternally Young, was just a fucking genius. It was really good. Yeah, and, and as you've mentioned, uh, we, we both might have talked his ear off a little bit after the show at the Cambridge. A little bit, but I think he was all right with that. I think that he's, che- he's chewed the ear off of a few of his own idols, but... It's one of those things, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but the industry is completely different to what it was when UMI started in that, you know, that record should have had a lot more attention. 
tangents ahoy. We have ordered the fan packs, so it comes with UMI hot sauce. I'm not a big hot sauce kind of guy, but I'll eat that hot sauce. I'm a fan of hot sauce, so it's right up my alley. Downstairs at the um, bistro to the Beachcomber Hotel, where we're staying for the gig tonight, we did order some chili macaroni cheese. They offered us normal macaroni cheese. They're out of chili. And so, uh, you know, if we had had the hot sauce in advance, we could have put some on. There's also a nice little through line to the episode we did on the Tim Rogers and the Bamboos record. Which was? With mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Totally. Seemed to be the main talking point of that episode. Of course. (laughs) So, all right. We know we love the record. We're super fanboys. That's just a given if you listen to the first episode onwards. But we are at a gig. It's the first UMI gig we've been to since... Your Bucks. My Bucks Night at Taronga Zoo. But that gig was pre-Porridge and Hot Sauce. It was sort of mid-album cycle. They played a lot from number four, I think. And uh, Andy sung Fortune and Son from Credence. And Davey sung... She's a Time Bomb. She's a Time Bomb. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... Look, it was super fucking tight, and I think it was joyous for the fact that we were, A, on the Bucks night, and B, excited that it was the first time we'd seen them since we saw three shows on the anniversary album tour. Uh, no, there was the car park gig in between that. Was that in between? Yeah. Oh, man, we talked about that in the first episode, surely. But just to rehash, we saw them play on New Year's Day in the car park of the Vic. Vic? Yeah, the Vic, Vic Park Hotel. Vic Park Hotel in Sydney. And it was... They had uh, Abby May and Courtney Barnett on stage with them. And it was just a super fucking tight gig. It was great. What are we hearing tonight, do you reckon? Well, I think the band always delivers a spread of songs across all their albums. So I'm sure we'll hear a bit of everything and hopefully a decent amount off a new record because that's what we're here to see. Should we report back afterwards? Because... Maybe let's see how we go after the gig. Maybe tomorrow morning after we've had time to absorb and seep out the alcohol out of our skin. Before we adjourn for tonight, we go see the band and report back tomorrow morning. What are you looking forward to hearing if you could pick one thing? Okay, I'll pick one thing off the new record and one thing off all the rest. So off the new record, I would really love to hear Two Hands. And uh, old is always tricky because there's so much maybe who takes who home i think i in the mood for tonight who takes who home especially because you know we've got this lovely bed this You'll lovely hotel room i think it'd just be a nice nice cap to the night off the new record i would love to hear buzz the boss i'd really like to hear beehive but i reckon that's a more complex You've, one that might you not made work the rules and said one well, actually... Alright, deal. Okay, fine. The fine, additional rule. Fine. Alright, okay. Buzz the boss. Okay. Because I reckon that'd be an awesome live track. Overall, something off Deliverance. I am always open to hearing something off Deliverance. Nifty little number. Oh, I'd fucking love that. Okay, well, tomorrow morning over the poppers and wheat bix, we'll uh, share our thoughts on the gig, and I'm sure we'll just be blabbering praises. But that's what you've come to know and love. Yeah, I feel like if you're coming into this podcast expecting nothing but praise, you know, anything but praise, you know. 
I mean, if there's one thing that I think we've been on this podcast, it's more or less positive about everything we've talked about. And we're hoping to keep that up. Okay, day two. It's the afternoon. We're preparing for UMI show number two. I know we said we'd check in after the first gig, but it took a little while to recover. Yeah, I, I think if we'd recorded after the gig finished, it would have been an incoherent mess <laughs> and probably not fit for public consumption. No, we uh, had many beers and had a great gig, but it was a strange gig. It, it was. I mean, I think the Beachcomber, I mean, I like that they support live music. I think that's fantastic. And the staff there were lovely, um, but an odd group of people. Yeah, there was like a, a disco club area upstairs where we had where we had dinner earlier on in the night. And it was just an odd mix of people. But downstairs, maybe there was about 60-ish people there for UMI. Yeah, I'd say about that. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. But like, I know that Newcastle is going to be a huge turnout because the Cambridge is... Um, Newcastle in general is usually great for UMI. But it was an, yeah, an odd mix of people. But the cool thing was seeing them in a smaller room and seeing them with no barrier between the stage. They, were just, they just got on and did their thing. And despite the, the odd crowd, it was a cracker of a set. Yeah, no, the the set was really good and quite a few songs off the new record, which was, was good to see. I yeah, guess we were both of Davies' songs. Indeed, indeed. So a couple off, uh, at least one off Sound As Ever, no, two off Sound As Ever, a couple off Hourly Daily, a couple off Hi-Fi Way, and... I think Deliverance was the only album that wasn't represented. Yeah, that's the thing. Dilettantes as well got represented. Oh, self-titled. I don't think we got anything from that. But no, we definitely didn't. Yes, you're right. But we definitely got give, Given Up and Getting Fat from Dilettantes, Dilettantes which is really cool. Yeah, that was a surprise to you because I haven't heard them play that a lot recently, so so that was good. There was a little bit of Bell in Chair yelling and requesting, as usual, uh, and we did meet a lovely woman who was a huge UMI fan and had to duck out just before the set because her kid's temperature had spiked and she, she had a flu. So I really hope she's well, but it was really nice to meet her. Yeah, I, I mean, priority-wise, UMI are high on my priority list, but if something happened to Pointy Junior, also known as Poju, I would leave too. Are you so kidding me? No doubt, right no doubt. But it was just nice to meet her. But it was, a cool, it was cool in that respect, at least being able to see them in a very it was just a very chilled out atmosphere like the stage was really close and there was no barrier between I mean I would have loved like hundreds of people but at least it was kind of it was it was not the right place to play a gig yeah in retrospect I'm sort of seeing last night as the warm up not necessarily from the band's perspective but from our perspective it's like okay tonight's the the big show we've got um, a couple other mates coming it's a venue we go to a lot and love, the Cambridge, which is awesome. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight. Oh, totally. So, last night's show was awesome, but afterwards we had had many beers. We chatted to some really lovely people, but we uh, may have adjourned to the hotel room above the beachcomber and still had a few more after that. I think it's fair to say we overindulged. 
and uh, we paid for it this morning. But uh, Beach Coma did provide us with a brekkie bag, so we were like prepared with toast and lots of other things, and we went and got coffee afterwards. Yeah, and uh, Tukli treated us well, food-wise, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, both Tukli, you and I treated us super well, which is awesome and really great fucking set, man. Um, also, um, Ivy were, were really good as well. Yeah, support band Ivy, who I'd never actually heard before uh, they were announced as support. But turns out, you know, they're a quite well-loved local Newcastle band, right? Yeah, and their bassist that we met was lovely. Yeah, of course. We got to chat to the bassist from Ivy afterwards and, yeah, really cool guy. Yeah, and they're, they're playing again tonight, so I'm interested to, to see their set again. So three support acts tonight? Yeah, I think it's Dave and I'm not, can't quite recall what the other band's name is. I like is. that you're talking about like a person. Oh, just, you know, Dave. <laughs> well, the maybe band. it is. I don't know. No, I, I mean, think it's a band. Okay. A band named Dave. Okay. Well, I guess there's a TV station called Dave. There can be a band as well. True. It can be like fried green tomatoes. There can be like <laughs> multiple things. So we're about to head into the Cambridge. We'll probably get a little bit of Newey Burger Co. beforehand for dinner because I really need some food. But uh, are you expecting a different set tonight? Um, I mean, I imagine the songs of Porridge and Hot Sauce may be the same, like maybe mixed up slightly, but I'm hoping that the rest is, is mixed around. Yeah, like a little bit of a little bit different. I'd love to hear a lot of... I'd love to hear some stuff off Deliverance. Me too, but that's that's always a given. Yeah, it, it's like um, I don't know. It's always it seems to be like the rarest stuff they play. True, but and it's, it's like one of their strongest albums. Yeah, I don't know if many people feel that in terms of the Fairweather fans, people that are kind of like just dropped off after Alley Daily, which there's a few of. I mean, even looking at the Twitter feed today, there's people saying, "Oh, I haven't seen you since 1995, and I'm coming tonight." What song surprised you from the set last night? I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that they played Nervous Kid from Convicts. That's a bit of a staple in the set, though. It is, but I really enjoy it. Um, oh. Like, Round 10 was a surprise. Oh, yeah, that's right. From the live album. Like, Round 10 was awesome. Yeah, like, I definitely wasn't expecting that one. So. No. Oh, look, I'm, I'm one of those fans who's really happy to hear what the new stuff sounds like live. You know, I'm not just up for hearing the hits again, so I reckon... My absolute favourite was when Davey played Buzz the Boss. Yeah, I mean, we can probably do without Berlin Chair at this point. I mean, it's a cracker of a song and we love it, but um, the band can probably do without the requests for it. <laughs> and I think everyone's had fair chance to see it played yeah. a couple of times. If, if you haven't been to a UMI tour between the single release for Berlin Chair and now and heard it enough times, I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's issues. What are you doing calling out for it? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> All right. So we'll check in tomorrow after show number two. And oh, should we talk about the merch? Oh, yeah, we should. So, um, yeah, it was pretty cool merch there last night in support of Porridge and Hot Sauce. I think Moose got two shirts. I got two shirts and a stubby cooler. Oh, yes. And I, got, I only got the one shirt and a stubby cooler. But um, I may grab a, another shirt tonight. We'll see. Yeah, really cool shirts. Really good designs, like, though. Yeah, there's like the... Sort of a oats advertising. If you'd seen the car, the cover to Porridge and Hot Sauce, where there's both hot sauce and uh, a can of oats, UMI branded, it's sort of the label to the can on a t-shirt with a bit of different uh, frill around it, but really cool shirt. Plus the UMI logo on the front of the darker one with tour dates on the back. So um, uh, yeah, we'll check in either what 
tonight or tomorrow? I reckon we'll check in tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. And we'll... It's never a great idea to podcast after a gig. No, I think oh, we've done it twice. I think we did it after that, uh, the Stonefield episode and also after the She Hard show last year. Yeah, I reckon it's beneficial for both us and you as a listener if we don't podcast after a gig. Yeah, I mean, we've already had quite a few beers at this point before we've even left for the show, so I can only imagine what we're going to sound like afterwards. We're about to soak it up with some Newey Burger Co, though, so Newey Burger Co, coming for you. Is that a sponsor call-out? If if they want to sponsor (laughs) us with, like, what burgers? Sure. (laughs) Um, Could sponsor us, and we could be the size of whales. (laughs) (laughs) A burger a day. Uh, By the way, I hear from their Instagram account and the Cambridge Hotel's Instagram account that there's Brew MI left on sale tonight. I haven't had a Brew MI since your wedding, actually. Yeah, neither have I. Um, well, that's good because otherwise I would see that as holding out on me. Damn right. But um, but yeah, so tonight um, we're going to try and catch up with Stuart Allen, who, who is? runs an Instagram account for called UMI Collection. It's a great um, UMI account, so you guys definitely go check it out if you like the band. Damn right. It's um, really well put together. He's got some really rare recordings um, that, yeah, I'm sure everyone would like to see. Also, we'll probably be posting a couple of photos from the gig tonight, as we did with the gig last night and Pointy's merch this morning on Instagram. So, at Splitting Cases, both Twitter and Instagram, actually. Yeah, we're on brand. Super defined. All right, we will see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. So, it's Sunday afternoon. It's probably taken that long to recover. We have just eaten a big pile of noodles. And while I'm heading off to see Fleetwood Mac tonight, you're taking a very well-earned rest. Yeah, I think I'll be um, spending my afternoon drinking beer and ironing clothes. (laughs) Not a bad way. So, second show of the weekend, UMI pretty fucking amazing last night Uh, it's not hyperbole to say that it was one of the best shows i've ever been to like just starting with the set it was the same set as friday night but the energy was so much better and in that the crowd interaction the band playing you know it's it was just so much tighter because there's about 500 people there yeah i'm not sure if it, it fully sold out but it must have been certainly close to it yeah yeah and i agree you could definitely um feel the energy a lot more than on friday night i think it's one of those situations where when the crowd's giving the band's going to be more giving but we met up with a fellow umi fan yeah we caught up with Stuart. um i think we mentioned yesterday when we recorded and yeah so it was good meeting him yeah and he runs a umi fan instagram page for all his collection yeah, he's got like a pretty massive UMI collection. Um, probably going to do an episode with him at some point in the near future um, with a focus on collecting. And uh, we were also joined by past Splitting Cases guest Anthony Scully and a couple of other select awesome people, past Splitting Cases guest Dylan. One of the cool things about last night's show as well is it seems like there is a never-ending supply popping up here and there of Brew MI. Yeah, I had a pretty funny exchange with one of the, the ladies at the bar. We're trying to order some Brew MI. 
because um, we had ordered it as soon as we got in there. Yeah. And we just asked for three schooners of Bromai and they were hastily delivered to us. Hastily. So I was like, okay, well, this is seems simple enough. Yeah. So I just asked again for three Bromais and I got a very puzzled look in exchange. And also the support was playing, so you really, she couldn't hear you. No. And well. so... I'm like pretty much right in her face trying to say this. And then she's like, I can't even, one, I can't understand what you're saying, but two, I can't really hear you either. So I had to like write it in my phone and show her and that still didn't help. And then I looked up and realized that there was a young Henry's tap and limited edition. edition. And then we communicated, which is pointing. We got there in the end. Pointy's pointing, always a good method for picking the beer. Uh, still tastes as good as ever, probably because we don't have it all the time. I like Bruomo. Yeah, I do. It's a, it's a good drop. And the other interesting thing, well, the other fucking awesome thing was the fact that uh, we bought a fan pack of the new album, which included a ticket to the show, but also a meet and greet. Yeah, I do like how things escalate in your mind like from cool things slightly cooler to the best because first of all fried egg that was impressive yeah that was then moved on to beer and now the meet and greet yeah they're good priorities Hmm. and no it was a really good time um i think both moose and i were probably a little bit uh, it's not really nervous isn't the right word um, but I guess it's just these things are an odd situation. Yeah, because I guess it's like a, it's a manufactured meeting that you've paid for, so that sort of gives it a slight, I don't know, awkward feel. But pleasantly surprised with that, there was no awkwardness once we got up there. I oh yeah, think. look, just walked into one of the rooms, said, you know, hey Rusty, and he's like, hello, introduces himself, turned around the corner, oh there's Andy. He goes, hey mate, do you want a beer? I'm like, yes. So he took us to the kitchen above the Cambridge where Timmy and Davey were standing and said, I'll help yourself to some beers. Not awkward at all. They were lovely guys. And I think, you know, it depends how you approach these things. If you approach it very aggressively or you try to force something to like, you know, force a conversation, it'll be awkward. But, you know, they're human beings who write fucking legendary music and we love them very much. So, yeah, I guess you just need to treat it like any other social situation where you're walking into a room of people that you don't know well you just make pleasant conversation and try not to make things weird (laughs) (laughs) and i really don't think it was they were great um but dream come true i kind of i said to andy do you mind if we get like a photo with a lot of you the bands and he's like yeah of course Uh, to me it was like i don't want to put you out (laughs) but they were once again really fucking great and um Go and check out that photo on our Facebook and Instagram at Splitting Cases because we look, well, at least me, you look like really cool in it, but I kind of look like my like skeleton's trying to escape my face. I'm smiling that much. <laughs> we went back downstairs maybe five minutes before the show. I completely lost Scully, who was uh, all on his lonesome at that point. Turns out he was uh, right near us, near the front, but just a little to the right. But yeah, I don't know it's always like I guess a UMI gig in Newcastle. We're gonna see lots of lots of people that we know. Mm. So you have definitely have a bit of a communal community type feel. Yeah, it's nice. So cracker show, like same set but just more energy, and it was less of a weird place than Tukling. 
Yeah, and I mean, the the turnout really made the night. Really, I don't know. It's there was like a sense of pride that I had in in the people <laughs> of Newcastle for turning up. <laughs> good, good on you, Newcastle. You did well. Yeah, you you chose the right gig. You picked the right band. Uh, I grabbed the set list off the stage at the end as well. So we might uh, put that up on the website with the episode if you want to go check it out. What they played. Uh, we kind of mostly went through what they played on Friday night. So it's all there. Really great weekend. And, and well, I spend time with you. Yeah, well, I mean, let's face it. That's what this podcast is is all about, really. Like, you know, talking to friends about things you love, and I guess for you and I, UMI is one of the things that we we both love very dearly. And to spend the weekend together, go away, see Ooh. the band. What what more could you ask for? Next episode, we'll be returning more to the traditional format, getting a guest on to talk about something that they love. So stick around, and we'll let you know who that is. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, give us a rating, comment, say some nice things, or at least some adequate things. Yeah, we're happy just as long as it's not negative. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good rule.